living la vida loca. This show is changing lives. We talking about your diet, trying to get you feeling right. Cut up them avocados, fry some eggs. Time to explore the longest running health podcast, hosted by Jimmy Moore. Time to give up the crappy garbage. We're getting into ketosis. Every day is a new step to your goal. Yeah, you're getting closer. Motivated and focused. Don't stop, just go. Time to get inspiration from the Living La Vida Low Carb Show. Hey, the Living Low Carb Show dot com. Woo. Living La Vida Low Carb, talking about a low carb diet. Uh-huh. Getting your body healthy, it ain't no doubt about it. Yeah, it's really about ketosis, a ketogenic life. Yeah, a real time indicator for ketosis called ketonics. Woo. It measures your breath for ketones. Are you burning fat? Uh-huh. It's the first of its kind. All my ketonians, where you at? Hey, I'm just here to let you know. Wanna look and feel incredible? We live in La Vida Low Carb, get your body healthy and live long. Hey. Keep my fats high and my carbs low. Need my glucose down right now, pronto. Check my ketones, look at the stats, yo. With ketonics, now I'm in the burning fat zone. Ketonics, we burning fat, yeah, we own it, yeah, yeah. With ketonics, I'm burning fat and I'm on it, yeah, yeah. Living La Vida low carb, I do this every day. If you wanna burn that fat, it ain't no other way, yeah. Go to ketonics.co. And for my international followers, it's ketonics.com. You're listening to a special presentation of Jimmy Rants on the Livin' La Vida Low Carb Show. Jimmy's on sabbatical, so we're bringing you some of the very best content from his wildly popular live show, Jimmy Rants. Want to know what the very latest is in nutrition news? Follow Jimmy at jimmyrants.com for all of the archives and links to his social media where you can engage live with the content. Stay tuned now for a special Jimmy Rants on the LLVLC show. Today's Jimmy Rants is all about this brand new move to start taxing sugary drinks. So I'm going to read from a news article here all about this. Medical groups endorse new taxes and marketing restrictions on soda for the children. So... What I want to talk about here today is if we allow a tax on sugar, which most of us in this community would encourage less consumption of sugar, obviously. But if we allow a tax to happen on sugar, what is to stop them, you guys, from coming after meat, coming after butter, coming after coconut oil? coming after anything with saturated fat and cholesterol in it, what is to stop them from coming there next? So while in principle it sounds good, yeah, let's tax the crap out of Coca-Cola so that people will not be encouraged to buy them anymore, the unintended consequence of that would be you would set a precedence of taxing a food for the sole purposes of curbing consumption And the precedent will be set to do it on bacon, to do it on eggs, to do it on butter, uh, to do it on uh, really any meat. This is a slippery slope, you guys. So let's read the story. Two leading medical groups, the American Academy of Pediatrics and the American Heart Association, both issued a report this week that encouraged legislators and policymakers to hike taxes on sugar-sweetened beverages 
Most commonly, that would be soda. And to restrict how companies can market soda to kids. Okay, I like the restriction on marketing soda to kids. Um, that probably would help a little, although at this point, Pandora's box is open. The kids know what it tastes like. They're going to keep asking mom and dad for it. This is apparently the very first time either of these groups have publicly supported a food tax. Quite frankly, I'm surprised that this is the first time they proposed a food tax because we know the AHA, American Heart Association, has a long standing vilification of saturated fat. So you would have thought they would have call, called for some kind of a tax on saturated fat foods long before now. But good for them that they're going after sugar, but I think its sole purpose is to lay the groundwork for coming after uh, meat and fat next. The joint report called Public Policies to Reduce Sugary Drink Consumption in Children and Adolescents calls for a broad implementation of policy strategies to reduce sugary drink consumption in children and adults. What are they going to do? I mean, I get you can uh, stop letting them market directly to kids, sort of. I don't know how you completely remove that. Um, what are they going to do? How, how are they going to undo this Pandora's box that they've opened? Because at this point, a lot of kids are highly addicted to sugary soda and they'll keep drinking it. It urges city states and the federal government to impose excise taxes on producers and distributors of sweetened beverages. So they want to go after the manufacturers and the people who distribute it. So let's go to Coca-Cola. So they want to tax Coca-Cola for, uh, for having sugary beverages. Then they're going to also tax the delivery trucks, which Coca-Cola has their own delivery truck drivers. But if they use any other means of transportation to get their product to stores, they want to tax that too. What I always ask whenever taxation comes up uh, as a means of curbing consumption is, where's the money go to? What's the money for? I don't know. This report comes as some states such as Connecticut are considering whether to adopt a statewide tax on all soda. Yeah, I, I still am vehemently against them taxing soda because it has sugar in it as a means of curbing your consumption. What would stop them from taxing meat, eggs, butter, because they want to curb your consumption of those things that they think are just as health, just as unhealthy as sugar. Something to think about. Beyond favoring excise taxes over sales tax, uh, the report does not recommend a specific tax or taxes, though it does speak approvingly of taxes that would be between 10 and 20%. So if a 12 pack of Coca-Cola costs $5 now, they want to add a 10 to 20% tax, which would be something around 50 to 50 cents to a dollar for a 12 pack of Coca-Cola. So that $5 12 pack becomes $5.50 to $6. Uh, ba -ba -ba -ba. The authors propose to use some of the money. So here, here's where they're going to use the money. Uh, some of the money collected by such taxes so we can educate the public. 
Oh, what pray tell could they educate us about? Oh, well, good. Now that you have cut down on the amount of sugar from uh, sodas that you've been consuming here, let us tell you about something else that's very dastardly in your diet. Oh, yeah, that meat, those eggs, that cheese, that butter, it's all clogging your arteries. It's going to give you heart disease. Mark my words. They will do this. Uh, if the report's proposed taxes and marketing restrictions weren't enough, it calls also for a host of changes to federal nutrition programs, stricter nutrition labeling, and policies that promote consumption of healthy beverages like fat-free milk. Guys, all this is is a marketing ploy by the American Heart Association and what's this other group? The American Academy of Pediatrics. Both are steeped in low fatdom. And they know that if they can get a pile of money coming from this tax on sugary beverages, on specifically sodas, that they could propagandize us all. Because a host of changes to federal nutrition programs, they will lobby hard for the USDA dietary guidelines to get rid of uh, saturated fat and cholesterol. It's probably going to do that anyway, uh, recommending any any at all. Um, so that's no bueno. Then we have stricter nutrition labeling. So what are they going to do with the label? Are they going to get rid of no sugar added as a marketing tool? I don't know. That would be a good one to get rid of. And then policies that promote consumption of Healthy beverages, which they describe as fat-free cow's milk. None of us think that fat-free cow's milk is a healthy beverage. You want to know what a healthy beverage is? It's called water. Water. That's a healthy beverage. Not orange juice. Not Coca-Cola. Not Capri Sun. Water. Maybe coffee without sugar. Maybe tea without sugar, green tea, obviously. It's amazing what they try to pull on us. What's the worst part of doing keto? The meal prep. What you really need is a quick, customizable, and easy keto meal replacement for when your other food options aren't ready. Introducing Keto Chow. It's the fully customizable meal replacement that makes keto easy. Keto Chow takes just seconds to prepare. Add the fat of your choice, a scoop of Keto Chow, water, and shake. Just trust the thousands of five-star reviews on Facebook, Amazon, and Google Shopping. Keto Chow comes in 18 delicious flavors. And in a third-party blind taste test, Keto Chow outperformed all of the competitors in appearance, flavor, texture, and overall impression. Head on over to JimmyLovesKetoChow.com to place your order. And be sure to use the coupon code LLVLC at checkout for 10% off your first order. While you're there, be sure to check out the electrolyte supplements, no sweetener, no added flavor, no caffeine, and pure electrolytes. Keto Chow. Uh, let's see here. The report suggests that some states' efforts to preempt local soda taxes like California will stifle local innovation and public health policy and... And so they think it might stifle innovation in this area. Let me keep going to see if there's any other part of this about the health. 
the mainstream media appears pleased with this report. The New York Times has already characterized all of the proposals as a, quote, set of bold policy recommendations. No, New York Times, it is not bold policy recommendations. All it is is a an outright blatant move to try to get funding to promote their propaganda against saturated fat. I believe that, you guys. The Baltimore Sun editorial board endorsed this proposal and said it was, quote, crucial to children's health. Guys, let's be real here. The only people that get harmed when you have taxes on cheaper types of crappy garbage foods, the only people that get harmed are the people that tend to not be able to afford this kind of thing. Now, they're so heavily addicted to this, though, that they're going to allocate money for the extra taxes. Like I said, a 12 pack of Coke goes from five to five fifty to six uh, dollars. Um, so people will figure out a way to get it and it's going to take away money from other areas of their life. So they're the ones that are hurt by this. We need to come up with education for these people, um, not forcing them to try to make a choice of, oh, uh, I'm going to spend that 50 cents to a dollar more on Coca-Cola because I got to have that rather than why don't we tell them that in one can of Coca-Cola, it's 45 grams of high fructose corn syrup. And if you divide that 45 by four, that's over 11 teaspoons of sugar. And I don't think a lot of people even realize how much sugar is in a Coca-Cola. When you're sugar addicted, and you see that little can of Coke, and most people don't buy cans anymore. They get the big old 20-ounce uh, bottle, which makes all these numbers even higher. But if we just stick with one can of Coca-Cola, that is 45 grams of high-fructose corn syrup, over 11 teaspoons of sugar. And in the entire human body, we have only one, one teaspoon of sugar at any given time. So if you drink just one Coca-Cola, and I used to do 16 a day. Back in my crappy garbage days, I would drink 16 cans of Coca-Cola a day. And yeah, I was flooding my body with tons upon tons upon tons of sugar. It's uh, amazing and a miracle that I didn't get diabetes. Uh, la, 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 la. For those who argue that the government shouldn't be in the business of telling people what to eat, this is the Baltimore Sun still. Uh, we say it is it is their job to protect the public health of the country's citizens. Well, they can protect the health without uh, doing it through taxation. I'm just not understanding that. Uh, but do soda taxes really protect anyone? Uh, the argument in favor of these typically goes something like this. Americans drink soda. Americans are obese. Taxing soda will reduce the amount of soda that people will drink. If fewer people drink soda or everyone uh, drinks less soda, then people in general will be less obese and or more, more able to attain and maintain a healthy weight. They pretend like that's the answer. They pretend like the only thing that impacts your weight is uh, Coca-Cola. And I don't know about you, Coca-Cola contributed heavily to my insulin resistance that I deal with today. Coca-Cola contributed hev heavily to me weighing over 400 pounds at one point in my life. 
but I have the ramifications of Coca-Cola still to this day, and I haven't had one in uh, 15 and a half years. I haven't had a single Coca-Cola, and I'm still dealing with the ramifications of it. So removing the Coca-Cola from my life did not magically make all of my weight management issues go away. And yet they're pretending like that's what's going to happen. It's overly simplistic. Even proponents know this isn't true. An article in the American Heart Association Journal Circulation noted what's been reported elsewhere, that Americans have already been drinking fewer sugary drinks over the past decade. That's true. Coca-Cola's uh, net worth, their sales are down over 40%. And in the sugary soda category, people have been eschewing sugary soda. So this is kind of too little, too late, I suppose. They're already making those changes if their theory was that it was contributing to obesity. And yet now they're consuming less of it than they have in the past decade. This doesn't really hold water. Americans are getting fatter while also consuming less of this thing that they now want to tax. So a soda tax advocate, um, they want to do soda taxes as a way to reduce soda consumption. They fail to detail uh, how reduced soda consumption does and could lead to out the outcomes. In other words, they haven't really tested, okay, will people, what's the threshold of price that will keep people from buying Coca-Cola? What is that threshold? Is there one? And if there is one, then what is that threshold? Maybe that's what they figured up this 50 cents to a dollar is that, oh, people will spend $5 on a 12 pack of Coca-Cola. But if you make it 550, you make it $6, they're out. I don't believe that for a minute. I think most people would come up with that extra dollar um, to pay for it and then uh, take it away from some other part of their life. Uh, some tax proponents admit they don't know the impact of this tax on obesity and health. No, no, they don't know what the impact will be because it's not about that. I honestly believe this tax and any tax, you guys, uh, on sugar, whether they in the future tax meat, they tax saturated fat, whatever their purpose is with these taxes, it's not obesity and health. It's not to lower obesity. It's not to improve health. It pretty much is a means for getting money that they can further propagandize you about some other thing that they think you should not be eating. So this guy uh, that wrote this article says, uh, I switched over to a low carb diet last year. I've avoided foods and drinks that contain sugar or otherwise uh, high in carbs. I cook most of my meals at home. I walk, I bike, I hike, run, play soccer. I've lost a good amount of weight over the same stretch of time. I'm happy with my keto diet. I'd never advocate to the supremacy of keto or would, nor would I encourage others to try to mimic my dietary choices because in the end, what you eat is your choice. So supporters of uh, soda taxes want to take away your choice, so don't let them. So again, they're, they're coming after and they're proposing something that sounds so good and beautiful to the ears of people that eat a ketogenic diet. 
Let's tax sugary soda. Sounds so good, doesn't it, you guys? Let's tax it. Yeah, let's prevent people from buying it. Yeah, maybe we'll be able to get them off of the sugar. But the fact is, we don't know that it'll work. And then the monies that come in from that, we already know the organizations that are pushing this. They are the ones that are anti-saturated fat, anti-meat. They do not like this keto movement, not one iota. And so if they can get money from who's going to who's going to oppose a sugar tax, if they get money from a sugar tax that then they already admitted part of their stated purpose of using this is to have education services for the public. We want to educate them on what good nutrition is. Well, we already know the stated purpose of the American Heart Association and other groups like that is a low-fat diet, is healthy whole grains, is no meat, is no saturated fat. They, guys, this, this is not good. And so I am vehemently against a sugar tax because it will open the door to them further taxing meat and saturated fat later. If you're a fan of fat, then you need to try the F-bombs. Go to JimmyLovesFBomb.com, enter the coupon code JimmyLovesFBomb, and you'll get 20% off of your first order. So what are these F-bombs? They are nut butters, and they have incredible combinations of coconut and macadamia nut, macadamia nut butter, and my favorite is salted chocolate macadamia nut butter. They also have several oil blends, including the house blend, the MCT oil, as well as coconut oil. If you want your fat on the go, then you need to check out JimmyLovesFBomb.com. And once again, use the coupon code JimmyLovesFBomb. You'll get 20% off your first order. JimmyLovesFBomb.com. All right, let's see what you guys have to say. Welcome in, welcome in. For some reason, my... uh Facebook page is completely blank, so I'm going to come exclusively to Instagram. Hello, hello. Thank you guys for being here on this Saturday night. Appreciate you being here. Alberto says, sugar tax, really? Oh, boy, this rant's going to be intense. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then they will tax everything. Exactly, Keto Cheeto Mama. I There's just something to me about... Let's tax something because we want people to consume less of it, which never made sense to me because of the point of taxation is to get a certain amount of money allocated for some particular stated reason. Uh, and yet you curb consumption of the thing that you're taxing. Don't you eventually eliminate that tax from curbing the consumption? It just doesn't make any sense if you stop and think about it. It's opening Pandora's box. Yes, Ashton. Sin taxes are thinly veiled prohibition. Say no to a nanny state, says Tam. Yeah. Kimberly says, have these people who are coming after keto so hard come after any other diet or way of eating? Kimberly, I have been in the health, the nutritional health space for the past 15 years pretty heavily. And in all the 15 years, I'm trying to think I know they went after Dr. Atkins really hard, but he died before I got into this space. Um, and I don't remember paleo getting this much attack when they were hot. So this is one of the, the biggest barrages I've ever seen since I've been online. 
Greg says, I've already heard some politicians talk about a tax on beef for climate change. And yeah, see, this is the other reason why I keep bringing you guys all these stories about what the vegans are doing behind the scene uh, scenes, because that is the next big thing on their agenda uh, is they do want to put a tax on meat. Um, again, for the same reasons, they want to tax uh, sugary soda. Ooh, it's unhealthy for you, so we need to curb your consumption of it. And so they're trying to pull the same thing on meat. They want to tax it to curb your consumption. And as you said, uh, their stated goal is the whole environmental reason um, to prevent global warming. Sounds like they want it on the money trail. That's right, Kimberly. Uh, there is a public health cost to cigarettes and sugary soda, says CC Guide Dogs. So there is a public health cost to cigarettes and sugary soda. I agree. But does that mean we need to tax those things? Now, a lot of times people will say, well, look what they did. They put a tax on cigarettes and that helped to curb the consumption of people uh, smoking cigarettes. But sugar is, again, one of those slippery slopes. It's, it's things that people eat, and it's highly addictive, just like the, the cigarettes are. Um, yeah, I, I'm just not liking it. I'm trying to think, would there be anything if they, you know, once they put the tax on the cigarettes, was there anything else that that had uh, an effect on quite like sugar would? Because sugar is, is a food. Um, you can now go to other foods. They've set the precedent. For other foods. I'm trying to think what, what that would equate to in cigarettes. I don't think it does. Uh, they started disguising health concern to increase taxation in Puerto Rico many years ago. This is not a good signal for the future economy. Hope it's not the case here, Alberto. Yeah, slippery slope, guys. My sister, who is a DO in Southwest Virginia, Pregnant moms bring huge bottles of soft drinks into the hospital and also share with previous babies in sippy cups. Makes me very sad, uh, Kimberly. Yeah, uh, Kimberly, I was actually reading a story today about our friends in West Virginia. Uh, Dr. Mark Kukazella is a medical doctor there, and he's a keto uh, physician. And he has been haranguing his um, hospital to remove um, sugary drinks, not just soda, but also fruit juices and sweet tea and all this stuff from the cafeteria there at the hospital. And today they announced they are going to be removing uh, energy drinks that are have sugar in them, soda, sweet tea, anything that has sugar in it. Um, pretty, pretty amazing. And see, that's the way you make change happen. You don't make it available. And if you don't make it available or if you make it available, you know, don't put it and don't, you know, market it so heavily. This is the problem, you guys. And, and there are good ways of doing it um, versus bad ways. CC Guide Dogs, you're making the same argument that those opposed to cigarette, uh, cigarette taxes, freedom to ruin our lives, government stay out. Yeah, it's uh, definitely a more laissez-faire uh, attitude with taxation, the purpose of taxation uh, should not be to curb consumption. The purpose of taxation is to raise money for some stated purpose. The problem is their stated purpose is so obscure and vague that they can make the stated purpose whatever they want it to be. Just wait, IRS will tax us on our BMI status. CDOC, you, 
you make uh, fun of that, but I've actually seen this has been many years ago, but I remember there was this move um, that doctor's offices track your weight. Uh, it obviously never got traction, but they wanted doctor's offices to track your weight. And if you weren't uh, at a certain level uh, of weight loss by your next visit, that you you would have a higher premium or something. I think it was tied to insurance companies. God help us if they ever get to that point. Um, and there would be an uproar if that happened. Sounds like vegan propaganda, says Ashton. Maybe. Uh, some of us rely on a ketogenic meat-based diet for health. This could ruin us. Well, it's not going to ruin me um, because I'm calling out the sugar tax now so that they then later won't come after meat. I'm glad I hunt big game and fish all summer, says Cheyenne. Yeah, that's one way to avoid the tax. Sugar tax in Seattle is not going well, says Alan. All right, Alan, good to hear. This is awesome steps in the right direction. Uh, obesity is an impulse control disorder, says Alan. So guys, uh, this is a crazy, crazy story. And I know it's controversial to be against a sugar tax. But here's the thing. If you allow a sugar tax now, do not be surprised when they propose and get implemented a tax on things that we consider healthy, like meat, like saturated fat. And these things will become taxed just the same way. So the bottom line in this Jimmy Rants is... We can't allow this to happen. So do your part to speak up against this. Now, what can you do to help your neighbors and your friends and your family who are heavily addicted to sugar? You can teach them. You can educate them. You can give them good information. Point them to Jimmy Rance. Uh, point them to books about uh, sugar and the effects that it's doing on the body. Uh, point them to resources that are available. They are everywhere, you guys. And let's educate them individually. We don't need to force the issue by taxing people. Uh, you're so right. We need to be more self-sustainable. That's right, Flowers. So let's all do our part. And I think we can curb the uh, soda consumption. And it's happening. That's the good news. People are already curbing their consumption. Living La Vida Low-Car, this show is changing lives. Uh, we talking about your diet, trying to get you feeling right. Hey. Cut up them avocados, fry some eggs, time to explore. The longest running health podcast, hosted by Jimmy Moore. Time to give up the crappy garbage, we're getting into ketosis. Every day is a new step to your goal, yeah, you're getting closer. Motivated and focused, don't stop, just go. Time to get inspiration from the Living La Vida Low-Carb Show. Hey. The Living Low Carb Show Disc of Light.